How much damage did Spotify do to podcasting? This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide ensures only secure devices can access your cloud apps. It's zero trust, tailor-made for Okta. Book a demo today at collide.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Focus, folks, it's Tuesday night. It's 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. That means this is Mac Voices Live. We're live on YouTube at youtube.com slash TV. We have a number of our friends in the chat room. We have at least one or two panelists that are going to be arriving a little bit late. Um, so right now, it's just David and me doing our thing. David, good to see yeah, you. Man. Good to see you as well. Yeah, it's a light crowd tonight, but that's okay. We could have some good conversation. Lots, lot, Always good stuff to talk about. Uh, it's never a dull moment in the Apple world, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, it's true. And of course, here on Mac Voices Live, we talk not just just about Apple. We do it Our definitely. Tech, technology. Yeah, we, we do it through an Apple Apple lens, no question about that. But yeah. Um, so, and that's one of the things I want to start out with um, is I had a little story um, from last week that I thought was worth sharing just because it, it highlights one more reason that I'm an Apple customer. Um, I came into possession of an M1, M1 MacBook. There's one more person joining us. Um, I, I came into possession of an M1 MacBook that had been abused battery-wise um, was in great shape. Just I think the thing had either been had just been either left completely unplugged for a long time, or it had been left completely plugged in for a long time because it would not charge more than one percent. Uh, plug it in, it ran just fine. But if you, as soon as you disconnected the cable, it was gone. So I called Apple, and you know, obviously it was out of well, maybe not obviously, but it was out of warranty. And so I asked them for a quote on getting the battery. And they gave it to me. It's like, okay, fine. Um, they said I could take take it to an authorized repair center. Well, I've got a couple around me, but they're really, to be honest with you, just not convenient. There's nothing less than about 45 minutes away one way. Right. So I said, you know, do I have any mail-in options? And they said, sure, you know, you can, you can send it in. We'll send you a box. Um, that'll cost you $20. So now this, keep in mind, this is Tuesday afternoon. So Wednesday morning, I said, fine, you know, gave them the, did the Apple Pay thing. And um, so Wednesday morning, uh, when I opened my front door, the box was sitting there waiting for my MacBook. So I packed it up, uh, took it over lunchtime, to lunchtime Eastern time, of course, to a local uh, FedEx store and handed it over. And... I started getting emails about, okay, you know, your your MacBook has been logged in. It's, you know, it's on its way. It got to Houston sometime the next morning. So that's now, that's now Thursday morning. Okay, Thursday morning, um, they're working on it. Thursday midday, give or take, it's repaired and it's on its way back to me. So I'm getting, you know, the, the emails, the texts, you know, constant updates. Friday morning at 10 o'clock, my MacBook was back in my hand with a brand new battery, and everything has worked just perfectly. So that's Tuesday from when I first made the call, Tuesday afternoon to Friday. The They shipped me a box. 
the, the laptop went to Houston, came back fixed. That's the kind of service that Apple delivers. And this is not the first time I've had that kind of experience. Now, I understand that the battery is a relatively easy replacement, especially since we knew exactly what was wrong with it. But still, just to get that kind of service um, is is just unbelievable. And I, you know, could I have taken it to one of the Apple stores or service centers? Sure. But that would have, I mean, maybe, maybe I could have waited. But if not, that would have been, you know, four trips out and back, out and back. But even two trips, it you know, between gas and time, it just made perfect sense. So if you haven't experienced Apple support, um, you know, I, I hope you don't unless you, unless you want to do an upgrade or have something like that with a battery. But it was just an absolute pleasure, pleasure to have have it done that way. The the young lady who helped me was she was phenomenal. I mean, everything was good. So, and I should say, by the way, it was all it was all done by chat. There was no no voice. Right. It was all chat. So what they're doing these days. I was I I had the same experience, but I mean, it goes back a ways. But I mean, I literally uh, spilled water on my MacBook Pro years ago, and I was like, oh, this is great. It was uh, it was going to be something of a, of a problem. So, uh, long story short, they they replaced basically everything inside. Didn't 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 charge me. It was covered under warranty. So, you know, you always hear those good good experiences with Apple support. Yeah, yeah. You so, Mark, Mark, sorry. Oh, hello. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> I was just listening to your story, and I was just thinking how much different the world would be today if Hunter Biden had uh, sent his notebook to Apple instead. <laughs> Instead, of, <laughs> so it could be returned to him instead of you know, instead of abandoning it and uh, inflicting all of our lives with all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I want to welcome Mark Fuccio, um, who apparently has. I'm not sure what. I assume it's a Super Bowl picture, Mark. I don't know. No, this is a carnival picture, you know, because oh, you know, well, that's right, it's Fat carnival Tuesday. And, you know, tomorrow's Ash Wednesday, so you know, car, you know, carnival's been going on in Brazil since last Friday and uh, you know, they announce uh, the winner of their samba contest. Um, you know, you might be forgiven for thinking it's a Super Bowl picture because you know, they have a what they call a sambodromo, which is sort of, you know, samba stadium. In uh, in Portuguese, and it's functions you know basically once a year they use it for uh, all the different uh, you know, samba groups in Rio and environs you know to come in and uh, compete. And uh, I was there back in my wife and I were there in two thousand sorry nineteen ninety five or maybe it was ninety six. So um, it's quite quite a spectacle. You know, it's uh, everyone goes crazy about what goes on in Mardi Gras in New Orleans, but uh, in terms of the scale, it's uh, just a uh, you know, completely different scale. Uh, oh, yeah. To, to go to Rio Why? or any of the other major cities. Around, so. Why is HAL now 9,000 there? Oh, because we might be talking about AI, and uh, you know, I couldn't decide which one I wanted, but I figured, okay, well, <laughs> we could conflate the two, and uh, yeah, maybe I think it was one of your submitted stories, Jim. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and Jim Ray is here, also still, um, still out there floating around in space somewhere. Um, Jim, good to have you as always. Hey guys, hello, small gang. Where? where Oh, where is everyone? 
Um, well, we I think there's one more that may join us in a little while, um, but everybody else, uh, it was one of those things where all the stars aligned against us. And so, you know, they had they had other commitments or other things to do. So it's just this happy little band. So I'm expecting great things out of this happy little band. <laughs> okay. It's non-point. Yeah, what are my chances? What are my chances? Yeah, Mark, you know, I I did I, I wanted just to tell that story because I think it's really important. You know, you, you hear so many bad things. And I, I realize that we're all biased, but when it comes to getting Apple support, you know, they don't know any of us from Adam. You know, it's just that's the kind of support that customers get. So if you if you have a need to send things in, don't be too concerned about it. Yeah, I agree. I've I've had I've had issues and I've had things fixed and you know I've purchased replacement earbuds, you know, for for a missing one, you know, through Apple and uh everything goes very quick, very smooth. Yeah. Um so a couple of things here. Some of this has been floating around for a little while. It keeps getting pushed back. Um, some are a little more current, but um, there's an article out from Semaphore.com on how Spotify's podcast bet went wrong and the the effect it's had on the podcast market. And I, I sort of crossed this up with um, with another article I saw that you know once again podcasting is declining. Podcasting is dying or dead. This this seems to happen every every couple of years, where you know it, something burns bright, then it you know then it crashes and burns, and yet you know there are a number there are plenty of podcasts out there that just keep on going, and I, I was kind of anxious to see what you all thought about you know podcasts how how important are they to you and I'll ask the chat room as well how important are they to you as a medium of education entertainment information. Well, well, I think, you know, as far as things becoming hot and, and going cold and all that, like, these are just media click, you know, my first instinct and usually my second, third and fourth instinct is this is just clickbait and it's baloney. Um, I, I think uh, I read that article. Uh, I was kind of disappointed in it because I felt like it didn't really... I didn't really feel very enlightened after I had read it, but you know, Spotify tried to corner the podcast market, and it didn't work. And yay, um, I'm very very happy about that. Uh, and uh, you know, I think podcasts are doing great. It's just that Spotify's attempt to take over and monetize you know become a toll keeper uh didn't work and uh neither has anyone else's so far so um i think that's great i think podcasting is you know just going up but you know nobody's making a killing off of it um which is okay as far as i'm concerned so it kind of fits in with mastodon you know it's it's not owned by any entity it's it's very uh it's part of a a hopeful trend i think of um more community driven rather than um corporate driven 
Wow, Jim, that's a you know that's a connection I hadn't made, but that's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. David, you were going to You say, let me on here for some reason. I, I, I'm, all, I'm always puzzled, but. If uh, if anything that Spotify did is it, it put other podcasting uh, platforms uh, on their toes. You know, Apple, for instance, the podcast app. I've never been a huge fan of the podcast app. I never was really great how. I was not too excited about how Apple curates podcasts in a lot of in a lot of ways, but you know now they've got the the the, the paid type services. They've got you know that they're 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 curating it better, like they were had been that they've been with music and uh, so. If anything, I think uh, not necessarily just Apple, but any of the any of the uh, the, the podcast platforms are are kind of learning and seeing that it's it's a, a way to 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 make things uh, better in the sense that. There are a lot of there's tons of podcasts out there, lots of things to listen to, and you only have so many hours in a day to listen to it as well. So, uh, so I, you know, with myself being a podcaster, you know, I I talk about the topics like we talk about here every week, and you know, can I can't expect everybody's going to be one to listen to it, but but you know, we're gonna get a fair amount of people listening, and I I don't think podcasts are going to go anywhere anytime soon. The mainstream media sees sees its value. We're seeing more and more of these. Uh, big mainstream uh, media folks that are that are coming up with podcasts i mean like uh, look at conan o'brien he did it and then the not serious xm bought it so <laughs> uh so now he's on a much bigger platform uh even even that's that, that that's a good case of point with serious xm bought, uh, bought stitcher mm-hmm. they, that they, they brought that that platform into their into their portfolio and trying to expand think, thinking kind of along the same lines of what spotify did when they get joe rogan and they buy you know pay for all these big Big time people, um, but I think I think SiriusXM's probably doing a little better job with it. Um, uh, just the way they cur- they're curating it uh, compared to what Spotify did. And Spotify just I don't just just, just missed the mark. I'm not sure if Conan O'Brien is a good example of starting from a small platform. Well, he was he right after he had left his he decided to leave TBS and stopped his show. I mean, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, he, he was he on was, national he was doing television just, uh, you know, for for decades. Oh, yeah. So sure, <laughs> sure. But but all he did was he 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 did a podcast. You know, you know Conan O'Brien wants a friend, and you know, yeah, great. You're great. Yes, you're right. I mean, people you who know, know know him very well, and we're, we're listening. I mean, even during the during the, the pandemic days, you know, there were a lot more people listening to podcasts. So it's kind of trailed off a little bit. But but I, I think that just. I, I think of anything that got him that deal only because he did it because he just was doing it to see what would happen, and that's generally how how generally how it goes, at least in my observation. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Collide at collide.com/slash/macvoices. Our sponsor Collide has some big news. If you're an Okta user, they can get your entire fleet to 100% compliance. How? If a device isn't compliant, the user can't log into your cloud apps until they fix the problem. It's that simple. Collide patches one of the major holes in zero-trust architecture, device compliance. Without Collide, IT struggles to solve basic problems like keeping everyone's OS and browser up to date. Unsecure devices are logging into your company's apps because there's nothing there to stop them. Collide is the only device trust solution that enforces compliance as part of authentication, and it's built to work seamlessly with Okta. The moment Collide's agent detects a problem, it alerts the user and gives them instructions to fix it. 
If they don't fix the problem within a set time, they're blocked. Clyde's method means fewer support tickets, less frustration, and most importantly, 100% fleet compliance. Visit collide.com slash macvoices to learn more or book a demo. That's collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash macvoices. Collide.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Collide for their support of Mac Voices. I want to welcome Webb Bixby to the panel, who is definitely having a touch of class tonight. Webb, good to see you. It was executive committee meeting today, so can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sound good. Yeah. Sound. Yeah. Executive committee meeting today, so I had to dress up battle armor. So. Understood. And they're done that. Yep. Is that made of steel or Teflon? What is your best material? Oh, Teflon. Absolutely Teflon. Nothing sticks. So, yeah. hey, uh, uh, you're asking about podcasts and, and uh, um, you know, one podcast got me here, you know, um, uh, keep mind how I got here was just kind of a fan. And, and I guess I made a couple of funny comments here or there and got me on the show. So um, uh, I, I, I listen to them a lot. I listen to several podcasts every night um, um, and uh, I probably have about eh, 20 uh that, that i listen to throughout the week so um they've been uh very important to me um anything from mac related stuff to business related stuff to sports stuff to uh um, oh did you hear that the chiefs won the super bowl i wasn't sure if you heard that or i not. heard so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay yeah. Just, just wondering yeah. okay anyway that's it asked about that <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah you know i I guess I, I put this article in just because one of the points they made was that some of the these smaller podcast studios are you know are suffering a little bit because of of some of this what they claim is a downturn or you know what what Spotify did, and I think that's you know right there that's an interesting statement that there are there are these studios out there that are creating podcasts just to create podcasts, and I know a couple of them some of them produce some pretty darn good content. But some of them just seem that's their reason for being, almost like a movie studio. Well, I, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark, because I I know I have a view on on that, and it's not necessarily bad. It's just a view. But please, go right ahead. Yeah, no, I I think the article was, I mean, was was very much one of these sort of revelatory uh, schadenfreude, uh, you know, take pleasure in other people's, uh, you know, you know, problems sort of uh, article um, outlining, you know, basically to me it was ho-hum, Spotify made a big bet, it didn't work, okay, next, you know, so, you know, <laughs> it didn't need to me as many hundreds of words as it was, except it provides all the detail around it. And some of those uh, some of those places, I don't know if I've ever heard their names, but or sorry, their shows, but I know their names like Gimlet and some of the others. Um, it's sort of the one studio I may be familiar with is, you know, called Wondery, uh, because they have a number of, you know, history and sort of, uh, business related, uh, and other, uh, topical shows. And I think it was ultimately acquired by Amazon. Uh, so it's, it's out there and, you know, it's for some of the things like, you know, they have a thing I think called business wars where they talk about, you know, how, how did, uh, Kentucky fried chicken get going or, you know, how did, uh, you know, Honda 
sorry, how did Toyota you know, go from nothing and you know to world class leader, and how did it battle Honda as it was growing? So these things are episodic and sort of season based, and some shows are rigid; they have maybe four seasons, and others it's, it's a variable amount, you know, maybe from you know six to eight or ten. Um, so those are sort of you know maybe interesting around um, around a broad set of themes, but I think. I think the problem many shows might have is after a season or two, what do you do for new ideas? And, you know, I think at that point, if, if they can't renew it and refresh it, you know, you basically burned out your audience. So I'm not surprised there's a high degree of uh, failure. Um, Again, relative to Spotify, I think, um, I think their approach was seeming from my point of view, so different than what made podcasting work where you had, uh, you know, small little, uh, you know, groups of people and, you know, and a host where he or she or they would have you know, interest around a particular set of subjects and it would grow and it would attract people and it would expand from that. It seemed they wanted to go very much the sort of Hollywood movie, you know, Hollywood model of we have a great idea, we have great funding, we have great talent and boom, it's going to be success. But it wasn't, you know, so um, I think maybe they just misunderstood uh, intrinsically what uh what makes the podcasting uh, phenomena work, you know, plus also the fact that um, it's Spotify. So it's behind their paywall or their, you know, their intrusive, you know, sign up uh, process. And uh, I think that right away just limited a lot of, uh, you know, their available market. So, you know, I'd say, okay, you know, I salute them. They tried, you know, they failed, you know, so, um, you know, let's just hope it makes the rest of the podcast uh, ecosystem uh, smarter and wiser and more vibrant. Mark, I, I I kind of agree with you on the on the Spotify thing. I think one of their mistakes, and I too uh, am a listen to listener to a number of the Wondery podcasts, um, the the business oriented ones. And and the the interesting thing in Amazon is this. I, I guess Wondery did it, but also Amazon. I think they they've continued it. Where if you become, if you're an Amazon customer or if you are a Wondery uh, subscriber, you can listen to, you can binge, you know, the entire series, whatever that series happens to be. Um, otherwise, they just, you know, like so many podcasts, dole them out, you know, one every week, give or take. And so, I, I mean, I like that idea. I think that's where maybe it went wrong, that they just tried to lock things down behind a paywall, um, a la some of the the uh, the streaming tv services mm-hmm. and podcasting is not you know uh, there were so in the earlier days there were so many people just kind of doing their own thing and figuring out you know the bragging about you don't have to follow the old rules and the old models and then slowly but surely you know there came kind of around came, came around that there were good reasons for following some of those models uh, as opposed to just you know doing it the way I you know, it's we're in the middle of a podcast, the doorbell rings. Okay. I'll be right back. And people get up and go and just leave the show, then come back and say, Oh yeah, well that was my Amazon package. you being delivered. Th- that just seems completely unprofessional to me, but so many people loved it because it was authentic. Then it seemed to turn into sort of a waste of time and well, I'm not going to bother with that. So I, 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 I want to get the chat room in here. Um, Barry says, podcasts are what I listen to exclusively while commuting, doing dishes, cooking, and doing housework. The ecosphere seems bigger and brighter than ever. 
Um, N2Tech says podcasts, this was interesting. Podcasts don't have a lifespan, but subscribers do. I was a diehard Twitch watcher, but I changed my viewing habits. Oh, I think Twit, is he saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the Leo Laporte? Yes. That's Leo's. Um, and, and that I think that's an interesting point because you know there are there are a number of podcasts out there that have been around for a while. If they're still delivering the, on something you enjoy, great. And if they're not, well then move on. You know, and I'd like to think that the Mac Voices folks have they're stuck with us for so long, get something out of it, enjoy what we do. But you know, I recognize that there are only so many slots. Would you say, Webb, you have about have about twenty? Yeah, yeah, twenty of various. I was just kind of looking at them. So I use um, Overcast as my pod. So um, and so I got now. Probably a dozen different categories. That doesn't mean I listen to every single one, um, but uh, yeah, it's all all kinds of stuff. Anything from local stuff to to the Twitch shows I do listen to. Of course, this one. Uh, I've been listening to David's show here in the last couple of uh, four weeks, I guess. So um, it's just I don't sit here and study them and take notes on them. It's kind of passive in the background type stuff. But yeah, it's I enjoy them. Yeah. And it's a way to just get different information in different ways. So, yeah, I'd say probably I have similar amount. You know, probably two dozen, uh, twenty two dozen. Yeah, they they some post weekly, some post monthly. You know, others. You know, they post maybe once every three months or or twice every three months. So they have different frequencies. You know, others some of the longer ones. You know, seem to be posting every four four or five days. So um, it, it's a good mixture of things. Um, you know, so uh, uh, it's uh, it always always keeps things interesting, and I I have enough sort of uh, availability time between driving and you know uh, and exercise and walking and uh, you know playing with knives, you know, also known as cooking, uh, <laughs> where uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's it's great to you know listen to them in the background. So, uh, um, but again, I think. Uh, I sample things and some shows I go to and there's somewhere it sounds like a really great topic, but you know, the audio quality stinks, you know, and that's your primary product. It's not the content. It's the quality of the audio is the primary product. And um, I've reached out to some people on that and they've, they've upped their game and others don't, you know, so they'll just die. I, I, I've been there. I mean, I think Chuck's been there too. We, I, I struggled for when I first started my show and uh, got got some comments about it, but I worked through it. Got the equipment I needed, to make sure I sound good, and then the, the show is edited properly and it, it's a clean show. And you know, you're right because people listen. There's there have been shows I listen to. I was like, oh my god, I can't listen to this anymore. I mean, it's just it's just horrible production. But you know, people are doing. Anybody can do a podcast, and they want to do it to learn and to understand. But then, you know, when they hear comments, they're they're you know, constructive criticism. But they, they can they can do better and, and improve. And that's what I have. That's what happened to me. I improved, and you know, now my show sounds I I think much better audio wise and production wise. So, David, there was a comment in that article that sort of it was near the end that sort of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, mm-hmm. And that I think it sort of reveals that you know, certainly a misunderstanding on the part of the author, and if and I'll, I'll share the comment in a moment, and also on the part of 
you know, maybe uh, Spotify if they bought into it. You know, the comment was that, you know, you know, there are people that podcasters were looking for a way they could make a living, you know, sitting in their uh, shorts uh, recording from their bedrooms. And, um, you know, some of that, uh, I think that, you know, a lot of the podcasters I know that uh, they have a passion, you know, and, you know, for them, it's a sort of virtuous circle. Oh, you know, I, I can do this. I can talk about things I'm interested in. And, you know, I can make some money through, you know, through selecting appropriate advertisements. And we'll just table that topic. Uh, you know, what's not to like about this? But very few I know uh, do it as a full time, uh, you know, as a full time uh, you know, source of income. Leo is obviously well, that's, different because you know he, he started with such a huge audience and then he was able to diversify with different shows and different hosts. But you know, uh, he also people. started with a TV show, although it was on cable. Yes, and it was right. on radio. Um, but you know, look at uh, for example, David Sparks. Um, yeah. has totally made a career out of it. He quit being a lawyer um, just to do podcasting. So. Um, you know, and to me, this uh, it, it uh, technologically it's very different, but from the content and production, it, I think this relates to YouTubers, which is you know another thing where people, you know, uh, you know, basically small time produced content that's not out of, you know, it used to be that content was gatekeepered, and because it was so expensive, both you know audio and and video, you know, so you couldn't see any content that, you know, or, or even written, you know, because, you know, the people couldn't typeset, you know. Um, so, you know, this is where the internet has really fulfilled, I think, a lot of its promise of democratization. And, you know, perhaps social media is also sort of, you know, at, at, a, at a far end of that, allowing, you know, anybody to, you know, publish 280 characters. <laughs> but, you know, there are a lot of people making a, a living on YouTube now. Now, you know, that's gatekeepered through YouTube. So that is corporate. You know, you, you, you know, YouTube makes money and YouTube can shut you down. But, um, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, and it's part, partly that, oh, there's this, you know, basically free thing that you can put your content up. Um, which, you know, video used to be extremely difficult because it's so, you know, intensive in terms of bandwidth and storage um and then also the means of production you know <laughs> you know now you could make a great show on an iphone um yeah. and and um so you know there's a bunch of podcasts i follow but there's also a bunch of youtubers that i follow and, and i i tend to mostly certainly definitely on podcasting i don't listen to anything that is professionally you know, I mean, I mean, I guess you could call David Sparks professional because he makes money at it. But you know what I mean? Like in the studio model kind of, you know, production. It's all, you know, like you say, passion projects. Um, and that's why, you know, I think I'm happy about this Spotify. You know, I mean, I, I think Spotify thought, oh, we can move in, elbow aside all of these passion projects and, you know, hoover up uh, all the revenue in this category. And um, that didn't work. And and I don't think anybody's doing, you know, like, so Apple looked at that and like, oh, yeah, we better do that. Well, I've never even heard of a, you know, like it, the Apple, you know, paid podcast 
you can only use their app. Does anybody here actually use Apple's podcast app? I haven't used it in years. I use Overcast. Um, so yeah, I, I can't do. possibly hear. I can't. Okay. Well, I can't possibly hear any of the, the paid content um, because I don't use that app. And I have not even heard any buzz of like, oh, you got to hear this show that you can only hear on on Apple's podcast app. Does anybody here like, oh yeah, this is a great show and you've got to, you can't listen to it on Overcast. Um, so that's sort of my, you know, if you can't listen to it on Overcast, I probably don't want to unless somebody just comes out with something super, super compelling. And I haven't, I haven't seen anything like that. Is, is, Am I wrong? I didn't think Apple had anything where you could actually. Well, I guess it does. Come to think of it, yeah, you can you can have paid content. Yeah, they, they, they added, added that, that about the a last year, year, year yeah. and a half ago. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, they made this big announcement, and then I haven't heard a thing since then. I think it's more that you that the the listeners have the option. I know several podcasts to do that, where just right. like. You know, we have a PayPal link. You know, they have an Apple an, uh, an Apple link. Um, there's certain requirements for you know what you're doing with your content if you're going through the Apple thing. Um, and well, no, no, there's just... there's shows you ha- can only listen to uh, on Apple's podcast app, and and you have to pay. So it's not like okay. oh, you can go don't you know, and, and and it's not like you know what you're doing with stuff. You you give people a special link, but this is. It's done, you know, so Apple gets a 30% cut and it's all, you know, it's all very smooth and it's not like, oh, you know, we have to generate special links and all that kind of stuff. This is more like iTunes store kind of a, you know, kind of a thing. But it ha- I don't think it's really gone anywhere. Next time on Mac Voices, the debate over how much damage Spotify did to podcasting rages. We consider why it seems to be that commercial projects versus passion projects are the norm in this medium. Then we start a deep discussion about a Bing meltdown. That's next time on Mac Voices. We'll see you then. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices magazine free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com Bandwidth provided by CashFly at CashFly.com.